0: Hello and welcome to Play Paul's Turn. In this podcast, we discuss all things to do with TV, films, games and literature. We give our thoughts on the media we've been enjoying, old or new, and comment on anything topical. Now, today we are going to be talking about video games. Yay! Um, And I am joined, my name is John, hello, and I am joined by Alex. And as per usual, Alex has just sent me lots of smiley emojis, which means he's very happy about (laughs) the subject too. That's lovely. Hiya. I'm going to ask Alex uh, our usual icebreaker question, uh, which gives you a little bit of insight into the host's um, lives. And here is a question, Alex. Okay, to do with gaming, if your life had an open beta, or if you're in America, beta, uh, which part of it would you make available to the public? Good question. Uh, I was thinking about this, and
1: so I can't remember which GTA it was. I think it was GTA 4, um, where you could go to the gym. And you could do working, and you could work out. But I feel like that part of my my life, if I could get someone else to control that, that would be really helpful because it's a lot easier for them to mash the keys than it is me to do some uh, press ups or, uh, or, or, or or sort of pull downs or stuff like that. Um, so if I could get them to do you know to do that bit for me, I think that would be very helpful. Um, so anyway, that was my suggestion. Um, my wife had her. A choice as well and she said uh could we do it so that alex goes on his brompton and everyone plays it like playboy uh like uh, paperboy
0: Uh playboy not, not playboy <laughs>
1: <laughs> like play like paperboy where they have to control me on oh, my brompton yeah. and i think
0: that well, you does have to so- throw a newspaper around as well yeah yeah
1: i think i mean that sounds more fun to be fair um but uh less helpful for me i mean i guess that's exercise so i don't mind
0: But uh, I get this image of people working out for you. It's a bit like those sort of um, workshop, the big sweatshops in the East that grind people's levels for them for a fee. Yeah,
1: oh, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, I need to find find some people to do that for me for a few games.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. So uh, I think on a similar theme, um, I think the beta of my life, uh, any sort of vertical slice of my life as a game, would be basically any part of my life in the twenties so I'd, I'd play it myself so I could actually remember what I did um because I, I kind of went off the rails a bit in the twenties sort of between uh school and university and work and nice. it'd be great I think there's probably a game I think there's a game in um it Ralph isn't there where they go into this bar and they oh, just tappers collect- yeah tappers I think basically that's my life in the twenties and so that's what my, <laughs> my, my demo would be more than anything else, okay. So, gaming baby, um, we're going to return to the topic of gaming. We haven't, we haven't talked much about gaming in the last few uh, few sessions, few weeks, have we really? No. But um, there's been a few th- new things out, um, both physical and digital, that we'd like to talk to. Um, so, uh, let's start off. Alex, what have you been playing?
1: So, I've been playing uh, a few games. I've not been playing a lot of games recently, but um, I have been playing a, fair, a few um the main one I've been playing on the PS5 is Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, which I'm Ooh. really enjoying. Is that a PS5 version of it? Uh, oh, well, I can't really tell. I guess it's not. A PS4. I guess it's the PS4 version. I, mean, I, I, I barely. There's like a little badge, isn't there, on the PS5 yeah. um, to tell you which version. So I think it's a PS5 version, but I don't think they. Uh, I mean, I paid for it, so I guess uh, I have a physical copy, but I guess. I guess it would only be PS4 because they don't do they didn't do a PS5 version of that one. Well, they're too busy on
0: the new one, aren't they? I yeah.
1: Guess. So, um, but even so, it still looks stunning, and um, it look it's really a really good game to play. Um, I found it very challenging to start off with because you die quite a lot, um, and you, you try and pick fights with um, some of the machines, and you don't win. Um, so I, then, what I did is I looked up a how to get the shield weaver armor uh yep. and uh i thought look let's give myself a fighting chance you know because uh otherwise i'd have to play it on it on like story level which would be so embarrassing so um so i was like no no All oh, right. so yeah it does a difficulty setting, doesn't it yeah, yeah so you've got a level yeah. but i and i think i played it on the normal setting i think it's Medium or standard, standard whatever, the, whatever the normal is. Yeah. But, um, but I, I just put myself down to story would just be too far. So I've got the shield weaver armor, and I've um activated all of the toolnecks, um, apart from the frozen wild one, which is quite scary. Um, oh, I don't. Is that that's the DLC? That's the DLC, on. yeah. So, um, and is that the bird, the flying one? No, the toolnecks are the like big oh, giraffes. Oh, yeah, things that go around yeah. like brontosauruses. Um, yeah, like, yeah, they're like giraffes, basically. Because they've got big legs and um, uh, the flat tops. Yeah, that's Flat heads. Yeah. So, um, and you, then once you've done that, you can see all, all of the area. So then you can kind of um, make sense of um, you know how big the area is and what, what there like is to Ubisoft's do. It's like Ubisoft's tower system. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. exactly the same as what I did with. Um, uh, assassin's creed is the uh, first thing i do when i get into a new area is go right where's the tower right okay i know i'm not really leveled up for this yet but i'm gonna try and get to the tower and do that bit first because then at least i've got a good chance of knowing where i've got to get to and stuff yeah so that's what that's how i tend to play it um and yeah no so i'm i am enjoying it but um i'm at the kind of grindy place now where i've got to do lots of um uh lots of missions but-
0: crafting missions aren't they really yeah gear. yeah there's yeah. lots
1: of there's lots of missions for for gear and yeah. also the if you mo- you can move the story along but i still don't feel like i've got high enough levels so i'm kind of trying to level up a bit to try and give myself a better chance i thought i would um fight i think it's one of the big hawk the uh, uh not for hawks but big pterodactyl things that comes yeah. in, uh and i i got thoroughly uh killed on that so then i was like right i'm not you- going to do that yet
0: there's a there's a weapon where you can uh, attach like uh, ropes to the creatures and tie them yes. down, and I think that's really good for the for the birds, the, the flying things in the game.
1: Yeah, I need to try to get better at things like that. Um, it's a it's a really good game. I think I just don't have a lot of time for a long period. Um, uh,
0: you, you've yeah. got to play a certain amount of time to get that intuitive lock on. Yes, and just kind of do things without thinking. That's
1: right. I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. So um, it's
0: an excellent game it's one of my, one of about three games I think maybe four that I've ever platinum all right that's um, good uh and I it's one of my favorite stories of any game I've ever played mm. I don't think you've got to that stage there where it, where it sort of the impact kicks it kicks in and what the story is it's a very clever story yeah I've got um,
1: some of the way through it um not yeah. not all of the way through it um and I think it's it's just interesting in that it makes me want to find out more about the world yeah. and and um her place in it and everything. So it's kind of that, that is really well written. So I am am enjoying that.
0: We're we're going to talk about later on about the games we're looking forward to. Mm -hmm. And obviously the sequel to that game's coming up. And I think it's going to be nice for you actually to play through almost continuously between the two games. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll pick it up quite quickly. Whereas I haven't played it for a while. Um, It's one of my favorite all time games. uh, And I just think it's got such a good balance between some open world games can be a bit onerous with a grind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I gave up after about 30 hours of Valhalla and I've yes. still got about 70 hours left. Yep. I will go back to it eventually because that is a lovely game too. But its I think Horizon Zero Dawn is pitched at the older game with a bit less time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a sort of... A, you know, a, a lifetime commitment like some games are. Yeah, true. What else have you been playing, Alex?
1: Um, so that's that's my only PS5 game I've been playing, actually. Then um, I'm going to Xbox Series X. And then there's a few yep. that I've been dipping in and out of, um, one of which was uh, 12 Minutes. Now, 12 Minutes oh, yes. is uh, a really interesting one. It's The thing is, it's, it's well acted. It's got James McAvoy and Daisy Reed in it. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. That's right. Um, And um, they basically they are a couple in a in a in a apartment. And um, what you have to do is basically you're in a time loop. um, But but what happens is you get interrupted. um, uh, You get interrupted in your like evening um, by a cop who ends up uh, taking you and and killing you, and and you don't know why and you don't know what the background is behind it and you can ask. Only scripted questions to each other, and um, it's like a little bit of a point-and-click adventure, really. Um, and the thing is, you ho- only have twelve minutes, and then uh, the loop uh, uh, it goes. So you, are, you, maybe you die, or um, uh, you know something goes wrong. But either way, you wake up, um, and it's just at the start of the twelve minutes again. And you've got to do it all over again. Um, and I found it quite interesting to start with, but it got really. Uh, grindy um, in the middle, and I think it, the problem is it's because of the time limit. You end up having to kind of do something and then just burn the burn that attempt and go back again to, to learn yeah. and remember. Yeah, it. you have to kind of go and find out uh, something and then say, right, I'm done with that. Right, I'm going to just go and get myself killed or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and, and so for me, it found very grindy. And the other part of it was the puzzles are not massively intuitive so you end up knowing that something will come in later but you're not quite sure how you're going to do it and because you haven't asked the questions yet the right questions yet you wouldn't be able to activate it anyway and so you kind of you get to a point later in the game where you can activate it and you go oh brilliant now i can do this thing um but yeah i found that quite grindy because it's I, i think i prefer a bit more of a linear adventure um and obviously this isn't so um so anyway uh that's that's 12 minutes um time, time loop games seem to be a bit of a zeitgeist at the moment don't they yes yes so there's a lot of people that's doing them at the moment third at least <laughs> that's, that's been out recently yeah it, it's um 12 minutes i mean i got it because it was on game pass so i didn't need to right. need to um, um think about buying it which was good um and I think most of my Xbox purchases at the moment are Xbox uh, Game Pass, you know, uh, downloads. So um, the next one that I have is actually quite a charming game on um,
0: uh, on Xbox, a game which is called Sable. Oh, so, you know, I, I haven't got around to playing this yet, but I'm going to it, um, because it reminds me of um, Jean-Girard uh, art mm-hmm. artwork. Um, I've, I'm a big fan of his... Um, There's a couple of books he did as an advert for Citroen. Yeah. Which, uh, well, well, is it Once Upon a Star or Wish Upon a Star books? Not sure, but yeah, I will have to look it up. I've got his, I've got, I've got a very, I've got lots of Mibuji's um, artwork. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Tell me about it. It looks amazing.
1: So uh, basically, you are a, um, a teen um, in a desert world, um, and you have a tribe, um, and you you start the the in a temple. So there's clearly some religious or you know, some. Um, Sort of rituals that you need to do um, there is a rite of passage uh, so essentially you come of age and then you basically go gliding around the um, uh, deserts um, and it's a, and the tribe that you're um, part of is a is a nomadic tribe so so they come sometimes move along and things like that so it's it's kind of really a rite of passage for this team um, to explore this um, sort of really quite um, interesting, desert environment i'd say the art house uh the style of it is um, uh, graphically is is really um lovely to to look at and then the puzzles aren't particularly challenging but they are interesting enough and um i think i think that it's kind of got enough story behind it but because it's a bit open world you know you can really take things how you want you've got missions to do and but if you just want to go exploring you can go exploring on this um uh, contraption that you build and stuff like that so it's i really enjoy it, like it um one of the sparrows
0: from destiny those little floaty bike yes
1: yes exactly bikes. yeah and it's yeah. it's what i like about it is is i don't have to think too hard it's it's quite calming and re- re- relaxing which is good um and you know sometimes you need something like that particularly if you're playing like zero to zero dawn for example where it's not that it's hard but you're also going oh i've got to be really quiet it's and it's hesitant, it's it? tense sometimes mm-hmm. um whereas i don't have that problem with um, Sable. it's just like it's just really nice and if things happen it'll be okay and 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 i can't like to my death or anything because they've they don't let you do that um which is nice and and so i was like ah oh, good so it's it's really calming um uh, game for me it's to a play. meditation
0: game almost by the sound of it like a sort of a kind of a mellow
1: yeah, it reminds Escape. me of um, the US Two Company did uh, Flower, and they did another one. Um,
0: oh, there's there's the one with the journey and the loop. For- they did journey, oh, journey, yeah. yeah, yes, with all the sound. I guess it's like journey and yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a bit like that, except it's all um, in a desert. Was US Two though?
1: That
0: was that was, was it? That game company. That game
1: right? company. I yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, the game company. I think. Um. So, but it just reminded me a bit of that, and I was like, yes, I need that. So that's good. And then. Aside from that, I'm trying to replay through Tomb Raider now that it's um it's which look- one? So I've started the first one, but I'm getting bored a bit already because it's not a great um, iteration. So I may just skip to Shadow. Sorry, the very very first one. Oh, um, no, no, this is the, um, from the reboots. So this is the okay. this is the um, I think it was 2013 was the original Tomb Raider, and then you had uh, 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 Rise of the oh, Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I may just skip to Shadow, because Shadow's the, the last one, I think. Um, I think it is. I, haven't, I can't quite Yeah, know.
0: I've played the other two, and I started um, Shadow. Shadow, the most recent one? Yeah, I think so. Rise? Yeah, I think it's... Oh, lordy. <laughs> uh, I started it on Xbox uh, Game Pass, and then came off Game Pass for a while, so i have to go back to it at some point.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, the thing is, it's graphically, it looks great. Um, and I think... Yeah, that's the latest one, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um yeah, graphically it looks great, and and the gameplay is quite nice. And I've already played through all the Uncharted's now that I've got the PlayStation again. So, yeah. I I, I kind of wanted something that was quite similar to that, and so that's
0: why I, that's why I uh, gave it a go. So it's good. Awesome. Yeah, I I I, I went back onto Game Pass uh, recently. Mm-hmm. I I don't have a, I do have an Xbox One. But it's it's not even plugged in. I, I tend to use X Cloud now on my Mac. All right. Um, and so I tend to play games that are a bit more, so like a bit more sort of indie games mm-hmm. that don't require as much bandwidth. Because even though I have a super fast connection here, I think it's more to do with um, the capabilities of Safari on my Mac to you know how it crunches the data. Yeah. Um, but I had i had a little go at Superliminal on Game Pass, okay. which is really cool and I'd really recommend it. It reminded me of The Stanley Parable.
1: Mm.
0: So it's all to do with the optical illusions and how you work, you, you work your way out of rooms. It's a sort of walking through a room game. But the solutions are a bit like those games sometimes you get, that, like um, if you walk into a room and there's separate bits and you, you stand in one corner and there's separate bits coalesce to a shape. Oh, right, yeah. From that perspective, and then you can climb on that shape. So it's all based around that. It's really clever, and I think it's quite an underrated game. Mm. Um but yes, I'd like to. I probably will play Sable next on the, on the X Cloud. It's worth, it, I, worth a go. Um, go. Say again. Sorry. It's worth a go for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, go, going back to, to loops, I, I've been playing Deathloop. Mm-hmm. And what a game. I mean, I've, I've, I've kind of on a hiatus from playing it with other things going on, but I'm going to go back to it. But it is an amazing game. And when you were talking about 12 minutes, it made me think about Deathloop because I think Deathloop's done the whole time loop uh, theme. Really well, uh, because it, it doesn't feel like you're grinding, even when you are repeating things. Because mm-hmm. you just feel like you're super powerful when you come back to it. Um, it's got real charm um, in terms of its characters. I think the the acting in it is fantastic, mm-hmm. and actually, it's quite a simple game because you've got eight eight sort of uh, main uh, antagonists and well, nine really, if you inc- include the the lady. Um, and your main character, Colt, is, again, stuck in a time loop uh, in this weird world where uh, it's kind of like this island with this amazing sort of 60s uh, theme vibe, but, but sort of modern mm-hmm. at the same time, sort of a retro-modern look. And you have got to kill certain of these, these, these uh, antagonists called visionaries, Right. but you've got to kill all of them in one day to uh, escape the loop. Uh, and there are four sections to the island uh, where these visionaries are and the the, the kind of the, the the narrative takes you through and sort of holds your hand for a while mm-hmm. to, to so you understand the idea of it all and then it kind of leaves you to it and if every section of the island you can visit in the morning uh midday afternoon and evening and certain things happen at certain times so you you and you can you can kind of skip the morning and jump to the afternoon if you want to okay um but the temptation is not to do that because you can earn, uh, the usual sort of in-game economical residuum, which lets you sort of unlock and, uh, hold on to items. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, when you first enter, it's a bit of a monumental task. You think, how am I going to do this? And I've got a little notebook I now have next to me to jot down things I've done to remember. Cause I think at the end of it, you're going to have to string along all these little techniques to kill the visionaries. Oh, I see. Right. Cause I can kill, I can kill one or two in one whole 24 hour loop. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you go through and do this and it is a grind but it's not it's not a grind because it's so much fun um and they've kind of they've, they've developed the ai in the, in the npc so that they're not stupid but they're not massively clever as well and so you do feel kind of uh, superpowered whilst playing it and um yeah i i think it's going to be a while before i finish it but I'm really enjoying uh the emerging narrative because you kind of most of the narrative is, is this conversation between you and Juliana who's the um the main uh, antagonist it's All right. kind of she's taking you through it but she's arguing with you the whole time okay if that makes sense and and sort of things start to unfold what's really interesting about it is is I mean it looks amazing it's it's uh, you know it's um arcane games at their best really they did, they did um you know um death of the insider and uh you know, those lovely Get Dishonored. Some amazing games I've I love I those games. And I mm. love the style of play where it's it can be stealth or it can be, you know, shooty-shooty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you unlock these powers that are very similar to the powers from Dishonored. You know, the, the shift where you can sort of teleport mm. uh, and where you can sort of knock people back like a force push from Star Wars. But it, they're not kind of... They're not... Um, they're not so powerful that you, you can get away with it the whole time, if that makes sense. So That's you good. Have to kind of be really... You have to balance your energy usage, which is really cool. But um, what's really cool is you can play as Colt, and then if you fancy just a change, you can jump in as Juliana online. Right. And infiltrate other people's single-player games. Oh, I see, right. Which is a bit like um, uh, Demon Souls and you know, mm-hmm. the Dark Souls games. And I've discovered... Uh, and also people jump into my game as well. right. And you can set it so you're online or you're offline. But for some reason, when I set it to offline, people still jump into my game. So I can't really escape it at all. It <laughs> happens all the time. But I've got to that point now where I've got such some, so many good weapons and powers that when they do jump in, I could completely uh, take them out. Oh, right. And the, when they die, they drop all of the items they bought, they had in that loop.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So quite a lot of the, the powers I've gained, I've not gained from the visionaries because each visionary has a different power mm-hmm. you have to kind of use. I've gained them from these people coming into my game and trying to take me out. I'm not doing very well. Is it? It's really cool. Is it
1: break? Does it break the narrative though? So, like, if you have someone else come in, is the, is it like, oh, that's clearly someone online? I,
0: I, well, I mean, it's Juliana comes in, right? And you know it's someone online because it says Juliana is in, uh, is is hunting you. Oh, okay. a red sort of box. So you know it's someone online, but it, it it kind of fits the story because she is, you know, she is the one you're against. Really, you're trying to I assassinate see. her and her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do get that kind of, that sudden sort of tense feeling of, oh my God, this is a real person. And you can kind of, you, you've you got to go down to, um, and hack this radio signal because mm-hmm. when she comes in, your exit from the level gets blocked. You can't get out. Right. You can't escape. So it's this clever kind of interplay of, do I just wait her out and try and shoot her and take her out mm-hmm. beforehand? Or do I go down? To this radio mast, you have to hack to right. unlock the tunnels. I see. Uh But she knows I'm going there. Right. See. I
1: see. Yeah. So you're she's going to so be it's looking. So
0: kind of. Uh, there's no time limit. Time limit in each zone. Okay. So it's the day's frozen, essentially. That makes sense. Yep. So you can spend as long as you want, whereas twelve minutes, you I presume you felt quite rushed about getting everything done. Yes. The time limit. Yeah. And...
1: yeah. That was the the constraint. Was you you, you yeah. very much were like, well, this is now gonna ha- this is gonna happen in two minutes. This uh, in uh, ten seconds. This is gonna happen in fifteen. Yeah. yeah. It was it was very um, tight, uh, but yeah, it sounds nice that you can just spend time exploring.
0: Well, there's 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 little hidden things, little. Not, I wouldn't say missions, but little hidden kind of extra things you can do around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of the areas, uh, there's this really cool kind of, um, it's funny, it's a room inside a building. You explore the rooms right. and it's like a, what's it like? It's a bit like, um, you know, in uh, Big, the, mm-hmm. the machine that makes turns, it's a machine like that, but not to turn you big, obviously, but you've got it asks you some questions about the lore of the world, about all the, the, the vision. Oh, nets. I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because the front of it is all wooden and you go around the back you can see all the machinery like it's been mm. built by, by hand. But if you can answer all the questions, something cool is going to happen. Right, I see. But around the world are like, you know, you can pick up messages and pieces of paper and these are all clues to the questions. Right. So it's kind of a meta game within the game. Nice. Um, and it doesn't really spoil the story so you can do it in any order, but it's kind of giving you more information about the visionaries. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and you get, you know, the usual thing that, that you can go onto these sort of old Apple II style computers and there's like a, an old a, a forum or message board where the visionaries all chat um, and that gives you more lore, but it's all very much down to you to explore. Uh, and I kind of don't want to finish it. Right. I want to keep going and just explore the world, and enjoy it. Um, so, yes. Now, the question is, is it going to come to Xbox? Um, it's a Bethesda game, so I, I think it has been confirmed. It, that it's been it's a, due to come exclusive, but it won't yeah.
1: come for at least twelve months. So, um, oh. so you have it, or PS Five have it, uh, and PS has it until um, yeah, it's PC until as well. uh, until the end of next year, basically, and then it will come a lot, come out for um, uh, holiday season twenty twenty two. Yeah, um, which for me is a bit of so I could get it now because I have a PlayStation, so I could do that. Or I should I wait because it'll Pass. probably go on Games Pass because it's Bethesda, yeah. um, and now Microsoft. So that would that,
0: almost it certainly it will. will. And,
1: and the thing is also because it know, they know that it's it's uh, coming later. They will put it on day one in on Xbox because they'll be like, that's how it's worth. Games Pass is worth it. So they're yeah. queuing that but up pop- for next
0: year. It's worth waiting, and you won't miss out on on the the, the invaders because you'll have a, a whole bunch of other people on on Xbox Game Pass playing it and wanting to invade each other's games. So, yeah, the only thing that would put me off is playing it late and not having anyone else jumping in because that's quite a cool aspect of the game and okay. kind of a good shortcut to some of the powers. Nice, really enjoying it. Um, yeah, so the other couple of things I've been doing, which um, aren't the full aren't full games, but I have recently I've recently joined. Um, uh an online clan and uh-huh. i you know i'm 47 years old and i'm joining gaming clans but uh for me what i miss about gaming is gaming with other people because not many people in my life are gamers right i see you know, my age a lot of people still at my age sort of see gaming as a kid's thing but you know it's been brilliant for me over lockdown sort a relief relieve uh, tension and, and sort of stress yeah so i've joined this group called the old age pensioners or old age playstationers oaps <laughs> nice um and they're a really good community and they've kind of got me spending a lot of money because they they're basically call of duty fans right but they play call of duty all the classics all the old ones on separate nights so it's a retro call of duty all the way up to the modern ones uh-huh. so they've got all the old games um so, I have because obviously the, the, there have been some recent uh betas out for the Call of Duty franchise, I have pre ordered Call of Duty Vanguard. Now, I know a lot of people think pre ordering is a silly idea, right? Um, but I have really enjoyed Black Ops Cold War, mm-hmm. and, you know, for me it's a jump in, stress relief, play 15 20 minutes, jump out. So, I pre ordered it so I could play the beta. Um, and the Vanguard beta is set in, uh, it's another World War II game, right. Um and uh the levels that you got in the multiplayer beta were the Eagle's Nest, which is Hitler's house basically. Mm-hmm. You've got this hotel in Paris, which is a sort of hotel top, with Paris being, you know, blown up and the Eiffel Tower on fire. Mm-hmm. Um uh, there's a a rooftop in Amsterdam, which is really cool. Um I'm just trying to think and then there's this much larger uh, map which is set in sort of a Russian sort of city, uh covered in snow. Uh, with a big sort of square and all the Russian propaganda around you and the uh the big change with this is uh, the system where you can set how hectic the game is so mm-hmm. the you can decide um how many people you want to be in a match okay uh, and it it scales up the hecticness so you can have. Six v six, all the way up to twelve v twelve. I think even in some games, even higher than that. All right. uh, and that cha- really is called blitz mode when there's lots of people around. It cha- it changes the dynamic of the game. Um, so people who are a bit less inclined to have these sort of everything going on at once can play the, the, the more tactical, play the objective games, mm-hmm. and the larger games, which are chaos. You know, if you like that sort of fun. And I, it's like, a really clever idea. Um, and I think the beta was just testing how that scaled up and scaled down. Um, you know, if you're a Call of Duty fan, it's all about the guns. The guns are interesting. Uh, they're quite different to the modern ones. Um, the leveling system's a little bit different. Uh, I don't know how they're going to add in all the crazy skins that they have in the Call of Duty games as well, because, you know, I'm, I'm currently playing as Judge Dredd in uh, Black Ops. Yeah. Uh, the Judge skin. And I'm nice. not sure how Judge will fit into World War II. Perhaps they might even put in, like, 1940s Captain America or something into the game. I don't know. Cool. but um, cool. Which would be quite cool. But I've been really enjoying that. And um, it's been a very, very smooth uh, beta. So, it was, you know, polished. You you wouldn't really know it was essentially an early build. That's nice. Um the other beta I've been playing is, and this has been more recently, in fact, it finished this morning at 8 a.m., was uh, the Battlefield 2042 beta. Okay. Um, and again, <clears throat> I've pre-ordered that as well. <laughs> um, so, you know, I don't know where I'm going to get the time to play all these, uh, to be honest. But, uh, yeah. The the beauty of these sort of games are because they're less, I mean, there are single players with both of these, I understand. Mm-hmm. Which I may get round to eventually, but I'm I'm really joining them for the multiplayer. Okay, well, which is fair. quite a big ask if you're paying seventy pounds for a multiplayer game, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money. Before
0: thinking about buying it, it's a lot of money. Um, the, the Battlefield twenty forty two beta is very ambitious. So it's the the only thing you could do in the beta was this large, very very large map. Uh, which is a bit like Warzone in Call of Duty, but but about five times larger. Mm -hmm. And it's the same sort of battlefield, kind of lots going on, vehicles, uh, a lot of scalability. um, Waving my arms around and hitting the microphone, sorry. A lot of height to the game. You've got zip lines up to towers. But the actual map itself evolves. Remember, they used to call it Levolution? Oh, right. One of these sort of dev dev buzzwords from E3 a few years back. So in-game there, you're in this base called Orbital, which is this kind of... Mm -hmm. um, military base that has a a space rocket and lots of sort of uh, buildings and big there's a big tower block and the game is conquest and you've got to go and essentially um take certain zones take control of them but the the zones link together like a sort of um a game of risk i see yeah So you've got this map and if you take a certain number of zones next to each other then you own that 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 map goes red Mm -hmm. so it's quite tactical and, and you get rewarded points-wise by playing to objective rather than killing people. Nice. Okay. So it's a bit more of a grown-ups game in that respect. Yeah. Because a lot, a lot of the younger players like to just go around and shoot people. Mm. This is a much more tactical. But it's also like um, Far Cry has a lot of emergent gameplay. So last night we were all driving around in, uh, like, uh, Jeeps, so, oh. sort of vehicles. And then, well, it was about eight of us driving around in sort of two or three vehicles. And in the middle of the map, this massive uh, twister tornado appeared. Nice. And as it goes across the map, it rips up the trees and it damages buildings. And so the whole map changes. Right, yeah. So we thought it would be hilarious to drive into the tornado. So you can imagine all of us on the mic driving (laughs) into the tornado. And the whole car just spins in space. And the whole thing, you know, we're all just spinning around and it's chaos. There's bits flying everywhere. And you get flung out eventually and, and, you know, after the the tornado and, and die. Yeah. But obviously, as it, as it goes past the rocket, which if if you wait long enough in some games, the rocket takes off as well. Oh right, cool. Uh, if it spins past the rocket, that whole the whole the whole area gets trashed. All the gantry uh-huh. gets knocked down. Um, and I see people also uh, grapple hook onto the rocket as it's taking off and go up with it. So it's 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 obviously been designed a little bit for the Twitch generation, where you can have these cool moments. Yeah,
1: that's nice. Um, yeah, I think makes sense.
0: Ha- yeah. However, we have found over the last three or four days that it's the, the game, the build, is quite broken. Ah. <laughs> um, so when I first playing, the gun would just shoot on its own. You couldn't control when it shot. Right. And you get a lot of artifacts and all the classic sort of people like buzzing around and going through walls and things. Right. Uh, and quite often you get the whole screen would flash white as if you're walking through a wall or clipping when you're not. Oh, okay, yeah. And I think, you know, because it's 128 players on the map, That's quite ambitious. Yeah, it is. Um, When you think about that, it's 128 instances on one map. And so I think their servers were struggling. But I I also understand it was an old, four four month old build that's being used. And I think the actual game will be a a different build. But I could see the fun in it. It was Mm -hmm. very, very um, addictive fun. Especially, I think, really, if you're playing with other people. I think if you're playing on your own, you probably find it a bit, it'll sort of pale after a while. Yeah. But I've really enjoyed that um i don't uh, i think it's on both xbox and on playstation 5 so it's cross-platform okay i think if you're on xbox um you get do you get you get ea play on it yes that's Game right play, yeah don't you? so if you you could have played it yourself alex okay. it'd been free for you to play the beta oh. um uh, so i think a lot of people have tried it on both platforms and it is cross-play as well right which is really cool oh that sounds fun yeah so that's been my I mean again my my gaming uh activity for the last few few weeks. Mm. Um however um things have changed recently um with new gaming purchases. So uh tell me Alex. Now I <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, the notes here and it looks like you've you've pre-ordered two things here.
1: Well, yes and no. So I have there's one that I'm definitely going to receive which is um uh, the uh playdate uh, from Panic yeah. which um I believe you you've, you've ordered as well.
0: Um which yes, are, it was a bit it was a bit of a pain to pre-order, but Yes.
1: It was. And they they kind of I, I get that they had payment issues uh for international customers. So um yeah, so we were we were patiently waiting at the time. Yeah, that's right. right. And in and then uh it was just failing at the uh address stage annoyingly, uh, which is not something you'd expect, but it, well, it wasn't Therefore, one of the um, third-party providers that handles no, that there, just right. uh, uh, couldn't cope with the amount of uh, load and uh, and kind of fell over a bit for international customers. They
0: had they had 20,000 to pre-order, so, so a finite amount. The
1: way that they, they worked is they said that the first 20,000 are expected to arrive in 2021 and that then there will be other uh there will be more coming in 2022 so so they didn't want to close pre-orders but they've just been pushing back the time that is going to take so i think at the moment they just have a vague 2022 probably you might have like a nine month or t- 12 month wait if you will try to order now um but but obviously you know if they can ramp up production a bit more then they'll be able to do that so um and they can obviously I think see the COVID demand. Didn't help. No, it really didn't. It it's kind of they they it, there's a podcast that talks about how they uh, how they made it. And the company is is very lucky in that they've they've um you know, they've been a software company for a long time. Then they started making games and they really enjoyed that, and then they said let's create this quirky hardware device and and they just they're in a, this lucky position where they can afford to do that and then the covid hit and they were like right this changes how we can do this but um but even so i think i think uh, the end result will be quite quirky and um i I'm, I'm quite looking forward to playing some of the indie games which is which is good so um i don't it's, we don't it's know a
0: little yellow device yes. isn't it, with a hand crank that's it a black and white screen
1: it's kind of um the the screen is kind of uh, Game Boy sized. Um, so, so you have to think of it as, as you know. You really don't have a lot of space to work with, and it's also monochrome. So, um, so you know, you're not going to be getting, you know, you're not going to be gaming on it like you would a switch. This, this is going to be something that you take with you, and yeah, have you know a, cu- a few minutes to spare while you're waiting for the bus or something, and you think, you know yeah, what, it fits in your
0: sort of top pocket and it's nice and light and yeah. quirky. And I think the the screen is is sort of super super um sharp and reflective so yes. it works really well in direct light and um it kind of reminds me of the game and watch games but but obviously at higher quality um monochrome yes exactly and i think part of and there's a whole kind of i don't want to use the word hipster because that was a, a, a bad word but it's a whole kind of charm behind how they're producing this i mean you can get like a little dock it sits onto with yeah. Is it with a radio or something in it? Or yeah,
1: I think they were going to have it have a radio. Or um...
0: but it has a, a little like pen pot holder on the side. Yes, of it as well. that's right. You can put two pens in, and it comes with a deck pen. And yeah, such a lovely kind of charming idea. And it will sit on my desk because I'll probably get the, um, the the dock as well at some point. Right. Um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, we the problem was with the as you said with the international pre order system went down. So all the first twenty thousand went to America. Yes. Um. And I think Panic were quite upset about that, you know, for us. And so they've basically pushed, I think, the uh, first orders and the second orders when they worked for us to both to 2022. Obviously, the first orders will get them first, but they're trying to make it fair. Yeah. I think it gives them a bit more time to, you know, um, build build the devices wherever they build them.
1: Yeah, and I, also I, I think that... Um, no one really expected that the um supply issues would last as long as they have and i think no. i think the reality is and it's affecting everything now um <clears throat> a friend of mine was buying a car and uh that whole purchase has completely changed now that um they it can't the chips they're the not they're, yeah cuz now now they don't have enough chips uh they're, they're literally sort of saying well if you want the car you have to put your, put it down money down now and uh, you'll have to wait and see when it arrives. And you know that's not a normal thing for most no. um, for most dealers. That's not how they sell cars. They sell cars by showing you the car and then saying, "Well, do you want this car or do you want a, uh, do you want a new one to spec?" And and a lot of people will say, "Actually, that one's fine. I'll take that one." That whole, mod- right that whole sure, model that right? whole model has is 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 kind of go- wow. gone at the moment, um, and secondhand prices are through the roof. So you end up in this awkward situation where you want to buy a car and they say, well, the new ones are cheaper, but you can't get them right now. <laughs> so goodness. um but anyway, um and so I don't think they expected it to last this problem to last as long as it has. And and so I I think we'll probably all 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 receive it early 2022, maybe um January or February or something like that will start coming through.
0: I don't I mean, I don't th- with the play date, because it's not a high power system, it's not all this Wizobang 4K nice. It's. I think the chips involved in it. I don't know what the chips it is, but I think they are much easier to get hold of, lower powered. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I
1: think it's a custom ARM chip, but it's it's, yeah. it's
0: not uh, not like it's almost like a Pi, isn't it? Yeah, like
1: pie, exactly like a pie. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. So How it's know? so it's not trying to compete with like mobiles or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so it just looks really interesting as a as a, yeah. a solution, and I think I, I mean I I think this, they've done a good job of. Agreeing what it will do, and um, and then sort of getting the game, the indie game community to to sort of embrace that. So I do think it's going to have quite an interesting life over the next you know couple of years. I think it's going to be there's going to be some really interesting games that come out for it that you which can't do anywhere. Idea, they? Yeah, they'll be delivered over Wi-Fi, and you won't be able to do yeah. you won't be able to play those kind of games anywhere else, which is good. So.
0: Um, uh, you know, I, I watch with Beta breath how that develops. Mm. So there'll be a subscription for those games further on down the line because the first set come with the console. Like the first, yes, 20, yeah, four games I think over
1: time. It, I think it's uh twelve or twenty four, and yeah, I think uh, there's two two. Um, I think it's two a week over a twelve week period. So yeah, twenty four. Yeah, um, and yeah. So honestly, I think it's going to be quite interesting. But the other thing they did say is that um if you build a game there will be a method to buy the game so so uh to keep it um so they'll have to work they're, they're working that out in the moment um, sure. and they they know it's going to happen in in software so that's um that's good um but yeah no so it's so that that sounds fascinating um now i'd really like to find out about your purchase before we go on to my my next thing
0: um, yeah, okay, well, so, we're going to sort of amp up the power a little bit here. Yeah. maybe end on a high. But so it arrived yesterday, because as, as recording, um, I will record the day after release date, I got myself a new Ooh. switch, the OLED switch. Um, and, yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> um, I'm just going to turn that off before it makes a noise. But, yes, I mean, it's, it's very hard. I'm just showing Alex on the screen here. but oh, The wow. screen's blurring it out anyway. It's very hard to to... to, to Kind of portray across a audio and b photographs how much better the screen is. Um, it's a real. Deli- uh, it's interesting. Ha- it's interesting how Nintendo have kind of um, they're almost forcing people to play handheld handheld rather than docked again. That's right. Um, so the OLED Switch has this lovely OLED screen um, and it is a bigger screen and it, it feels more of a futuristic device mm-hmm. um, because. You know, the, one of the best screens of any device has been the, the PlayStation Vita. Right. And I still play on my PlayStation Vita. I use it to play on my Metal, Metal Gear Solid games. Um, and I've always loved that screen because of the blacks. Mm-hmm. The, the dark, the darkness, you know, when, when you've got a game with no detail, which is black, it looks amazing. Um, and I finally got that in, in this new Switch. It's it's like a the quality of the Vita on the screen with you know, the brilliant games on the device. Um, and I really like the white uh, joy cons great um you know, again i'm just showing it <laughs> to see because it's blurred but um and i really like the kickstand at the back because i did start playing my vita oh uh, yes so my switch on a table mm. when i first bought it because i do like just whacking it down but this new kickstand it works all the way across the back and it means you can uh, lay it down really easily it doesn't fall over and you can adjust it so it goes you get a better angle because, that, again, the problem with the previous one was, as you know, because you've got one, Alex, mm. um, when the stand is up, it's a little bit too steep to play comfortably. Yeah, You have to kind of push it away from you. And they've really thought about um, just, I think, the usability and the ergonomics of it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they have said as well, and I, you know, pinch of salt here, Alex, they have said that they have addressed or they've tried to address some of the issues with the Joy-Con drift. Right, great. So the Joy-Cons that come with it are exactly the same in terms of form and feel. Mm-hmm. But they, what they said is they have tried to address some of the issues and it shouldn't be as prevalent. However, they have also said wear and tear will still cause drift. Right, I see. Which I find really interesting. Yeah. Because you just don't see that in a lot of other controllers. No. Sometimes you do, but not. Um, so, yes, and I've been playing a bit of Astral Chain, which I think you've completed, mm-hmm. haven't you? have completed have not you Um Which I'm finding quite tricky to fi- get my head around, but it looks amazing on the OLED screen. Brilliant. Uh, and the sound is really good as well. It's definitely louder, um, and you know, oh, it's not a revolutionary jump. Uh, and when you play a docked mode, it's exactly the same as the old one. Mm-hmm. A couple of things with the setup. So um, Nintendo and its its a DRM system. So I have um, before this. We now have three switches in the house. Before this, wow. I have my original switch. Um, I haven't I haven't tested battery life very much, but the battery is a lot better as well. So the original Switch, uh, and we have a Switch Lite, which the kids use and share. And then obviously the original Switch, we use Doctors as a family mm-hmm. with the four Joy-Cons that I have. Mm-hmm. And um, I've set my children's Switch Lite to be my primary console so that they can play any digital games that I purchase. Okay. And if I play on my Switch, I have to be connected to the internet and it just checks who I am so right. I can play as well. I see. Um, that's great, but the, th- the problem we have now is I've now given my old Switch to my daughter and my son has the Switch Lite. Because we don't have a third console, uh, Nintendo don't allow that to happen. So my daughter can still play any game I bought, downloaded on hers. My son can't play any of them. He can only play card games. Right. Get You know, the games are pushing... With the, yeah, the,
1: yeah. With
0: the SD card, yeah. The SD card. So he's having to now play the games under my uh, username, Be- which sometimes affects my progress. Because that... You can have as many consoles as you want on Switch as long as you're logged in as a primary user. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And it just checks through the internet. You can only play one at a time, so if he plays Overwatch on his Switch under my name and I try and play it, it won't let me play it. Yeah. Does that make sense? So you can't yeah. even manage your games. Um I can see why Nintendo are doing this, because obviously you're you know, if three of us are playing the same game and haven't bought it, they're losing you know, two thirds of their trade, aren't they? Yeah. But it is a bit annoying. <laughs> I wish there was some system. I mean, I pay for the the family online system, mm-hmm. and I wish there was some way you could tie the user accounts for a family to your so that that family and you know a maximum of four to five people. And I think Nintendo will get a lot of love for that. And you might find you'd find that probably people would impulse buy the smaller downloadable games more for that. I don't you, know how you feel about you that. Think,
1: you think the thing is you think that should probably come as part of the family pack. So family yeah. array. So if you do the family online. Then, then that's one of the perks, and that would make a lot. That would make a lot of sense.
0: Um, Which is what Apple does with its purchases. Yeah, yeah, it would.
1: uh, Yeah, I mean, lots of them are. Even um, even Android do it now. uh, Google do it now. Um, They have the family library, and you can um, you can do you can do the same. So it's and there's not a licensing problem for Nintendo. It's just they try really hard to not make things complicated. But they also try very really hard not to give anything away. So they, they've obviously the two are kind of competing a bit at the moment.
0: Well, there's a reason why they've got so much cash, isn't there? Yeah. Um, it just yeah, it's just a bit frustrating. I I, I now make it really. I mean, I bought my son um, Game Builder Garage mm-hmm. recently because he likes building his own games. I've now basically defaulted to buying the game cards. Right, I buy back, the game. back to that game. Yeah, because they can be swapped very easily yeah. from you know, console to console without any issue whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I'm very, very happy with it. Um, my wife, on the other hand, was a bit miffed with a third device in the house of the, of the same ilk, but uh, <laughs> she'll come round to it. And we we played some Overcooked last night, Overcooked 2, and she was very happy with that. Oh, so. that's nice. But, yes, no, I you know, I'm very happy with it. And, and it's nice because I, I do have the Hori switch pads, with, mm-hmm. with split pads, which are like these sort of Xbox-style consoles, the console controls you can attach to it but I've gone back to playing it with the little ones because it's just a nice device to have and it sort of sits, fits in your pocket mm. reasonably well um I think if you own the original uh switch uh, this is a really good jump up because the battery life is so much better yeah, and the screen's better. I think if you buy you bought the more recent one perhaps this isn't uh, an upgrade, and you might want to wait now I know there are rumors of a 4k switch um and Nintendo very very come out saying no no, this is all nonsense. They say I, that all the I, time though that's the yeah. thing yeah and i and i know i know um uh, there's someone on i listen to a podcast um the um lo, lo, uh one life left podcast mm-hmm. uh and there's a presenter on there that whenever he buys uh a, a nintendo console when they're saying there's no rumors of it a week later they the new one comes out. He's almost like a sort of minus it. canary for Yeah, it. that's right. And he's just bought. He's just bought an OLED switch. So let's see what happens. But <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because Nintendo are quite cagey about these things. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow Nintendo do some clever magicry with this current switch and send out an update that makes it able to play 4K games.
1: Uh, I think they'll use up, up sampling, and I think yeah. I think what they'll do is they'll they'll agree that they will only the, the 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 device itself will only go up to this amount um and yep. we know that we can do 1080p um fairly comfortably and i think what they'll do is they'll uh send probably 1440p to the to the t- tv and then the yep. tv will upsample that um but i th- i think i think i think yeah i think there's there's going to be some behind the scenes Clevery that is going to make it look like 4k without being a native 4k signal because there's just not enough horsepower and it's also not the fight that nintendo wants to do no. so so they're not they're not going to go and say here's your 4k well they will they'll say here here is a switch that plays 4k and then they'll kind of go it's a kind of 4k
0: when people ask ask them why i, I don't know if anyone's done a, a i don't know if i fix it I've done a teardown of the new switch yet um if they find any sort of secret little things inside it that might give us clues, I don't know. Mm. I mean, they might use DSS, but you'd need the right yeah, you'd need the right um, physical um, components for that to work. And if they tear it down and don't find them there, that kind of scotches that rumor. But wouldn't it be funny if we already own the four K switch and we don't know it? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe um, uh, one thing I didn't mention actually is the the dock, the new dock, which mm-hmm. is a sort of a sort of rounder, uh, and the back of it now pops out rather than flips down. Okay, I much prefer. That's good. Um, but it does have this LAN connection now, Ethernet connection. Nice. And obviously, again, with Nintendo being Nintendo, you can't just take your card out of your old device with all your games. You know, I had a couple of hundred gigs of games on it. Right, and 256 cards on it. You can't do that.
1: Oh, so, how do you get it so when there? you
0: put it in your new device, um, it just formats a card. It says you can't use this. No. Um, so, what t- so I had to go through a whole a whole process of – and it, it, there there are systems on the devices. So if you've got both devices mm-hmm. and you've signed into your Nintendo account on both devices, right. you can do um, a peer-to-peer Bluetooth save oh, transfer of all your saves. Right, okay. And again, you can't just select them all and transfer them all. You have to do them all individually with about a five or six step button oh press my. for each one. Okay. <laughs> so my, my 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 family sat down and watched the Adams Family yesterday and I sat upstairs uh literally for about an hour and a half transferring all the saves over uh whilst watching stuff on, and, on my Mac. And upstairs.
1: so you had to get another SD card that's big enough to cope with all of that. So you've now No, no, no
0: I just took the one out of my um, existing one. Oh, okay. So I I took my I, I took my SD card out of my existing switch. Yeah. Put it in the new one, reformatted it, right, and then I had to re-download all my games. Oh, That's I see. The only way you could do right, it. There okay. is another way you can do it. You can transfer everything, but it deletes your account from the previous Switch. Right, I see. So you can do a, a transfer of everything, and then you switch the like whole I just thing. I want to off, delete my account yeah. from my previous Switch because then my kids couldn't play the games on it. You yeah, see? yeah. So again, you, you said earlier on about Nintendo kind of trying to keep things simple. It's not simple, but. Having downloaded all the new games, because I transferred the saves, mm-hmm. everything works seamlessly and I can go back Good. into my games. Good, that's off. important. So, you know, again, you're going to have to Google that if I, when you get your device <laughs> like I did. But and I tested this, I started downloading them wirelessly and it was taking ages. And quite often, I don't know if you found this when you've downloaded large games, mm. sometimes you get a DNS and it just drops. It doesn't, it doesn't download it, it stops. Yeah. Um, so I then went downstairs and unplugged the old dock, plugged in my new dock plugged in an Ethernet connection, and sat it in the dock and left it going. And it downloaded all two hundred about 220 giga games I've got on there in a couple of hours. That's good. But I've got a good connection, I hope. Yeah. Uh, I did a test of speed on the Switch as well. Um, and I, obviously, we, you can have a massively good connection, and I've got about 400, 450 um, megabits con- connection. hmm there are some limits on some devices at how fast they can download. Yeah. That's just down to the the radio receiver and, you know, the the Wi-Fi receiver in the um device. Yeah, that's right. So, it can manage up to about 30 downloading.
1: Okay, 30 megabit uh, on a, bytes
0: on e, on, e, on on e, uh, on Ethernet. So, yeah. it was about 10 times slower than my connection, but it was good enough to download.
1: Okay. Oh, that's fair. You enough. notice
0: this in certain devices that they can't cope like the um Apple TV yeah. can only manage about 100 100 megabits connection. Yes. So, although I've got a lovely connection at home, the devices can only manage a, a, a fraction of that when they download. Yeah, I, these are things people aren't really aware of. So I was expecting my uh, downloads to happen really quickly, and they didn't. But it's, I left it going; I just left left it there for a couple. of That's hours good. And it
1: yeah, no, the fastest. So, I mean, the Xbox is one of the few that isn't. The Xbox Series X isn't isn't capped. So it's not, um, yeah, so wow. it literally depends on how quick the servers are. But I can normally get about. Uh, 600 meg uh, down, which is pretty yeah. impressive. Um, but but then, and uh, if you start playing a game, it, it throttles it. And I think that's yeah. probably the choices that that um, Nintendo are probably doing. Is like, sure we can go away and do this, and then maybe we'll we'll allow you to play something. Although I don't know if the Nintendo. Well, I will, guess uh, I don't think it's got the horse download- power for it.
0: Yeah, if you can download games at six hundred megs uh, from Nintendo, it's going to kill their servers eventually, isn't it? everyone's <laughs> doing that, so they have to. I guess they have to cap it to to manage stability more than anything else. Maybe because one thing Nintendo are good at is polish. Uh, yes, um, you know, you just don't get a Nintendo game with bugs. No, that's true. It doesn't. It doesn't. So it's not released it's if it's positive. like that. Yeah. Now um, we've gone from the Playdate with its sort of low res indie screen yep. to the Switch with its almost four K screen and its almost um, high end screen to uh, something else that I, i'm not sure yet alex have you pre-ordered this so uh, yes and no so um uh, when you
1: pre-order it's a fiver
0: um sorry hold on we better tell everyone what you've pre-ordered so this
1: is this is a steam deck uh, yep. uh done by it's valve the, the valve handheld. yeah, yeah. and and the, and so the thing is it what what attracted me is is the and and this is Partly is because the way they want it to work is they they don't want to take all your money straight away because uh, they haven't made this yet. Uh, so what you're doing is essentially you're putting your name down in a, in a in a queue, and when when it, when your name comes up, then you'll be able to purchase uh, it. So for now, I've yeah. I've, I've um, I think it was just a fiver, and I was like, yeah, why not? And because um, you know it's fine. I can of us get it get it back later. It doesn't matter. Um, And this is kind of the best way to describe it is it's like um, it's like a switch on steroids, but it plays PC, full blown PC games. Um, And so that's quite appealing, although, you know, it's not like um, the switch has got like the Joy-Cons that can be removed and stuff like that. This this is not that kind of thing. This is literally a a massive block with a big screen. uh, There's controllers on either side. It's got touchscreen elements, and it's really Steam basically saying, "Here's what you could do to make your PC game library portable," Um, which is really, and so that's that's appealing to me in a way, um, because not necessarily because I've got a massive um, game PC games library, I don't particularly, but the idea that it's it's got a bit more oomph and is less restrictive than the Nintendo was quite appealing. And um I think the way that they've they've got it is obviously they're they're using a new AMD um uh AMD uh processor um, that's got a built-in um graphics uh component to it. So um you're using essentially onboard graphics uh, rather than like a uh, in, the world. World. Yeah, right, in the PC world, yeah. in the PC world you'd normally think about it as, you know, I've got my NVIDIA RTX card or um or an AMD card. Um and this is this is that that is the, the, it's not that level of of gaming. It's um, look at what we can do with just the in- onboard graphics. Um, and so they've they've gone with AMD. And so the graphics that they're using is the chipset they're using is is similar to what they use in the Xbox uh, Series X. But yeah, but but obviously that it's it's very scaled down because it doesn't have the same thermal and power. Um, uh, uh, availability so 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 you're not actually getting that level of power you're getting something that's a lot closer to something like a switch Um, but it can play any game, any PC game, rather than just um, or, you know, specific Nintendo Priority games. games yeah,
0: you know. yeah, but don't forget you've got a smaller screen, so yes, you're balancing the the capabilities down to a smaller resolution anyway. Yeah, what
1: they've said is like it will play um, 720p at 60 frames per second, which is is not oh. bad at all for us for a screen, and um, it, it's the the type of game that you'll be able to play on it, which will be impressive because you, you won't be limited. You know you'll be able to to say hey I want to play i don't know um half life half life yeah half life yeah. or um uh, uh doom or or also sort of some some uh competitive games and you'll be able to do yeah. that on the deck without um having to make huge compromises um so it's really it is really appealing it it starts at three fifty quid but the version that most people will want um is is kind oh, of yeah, five hundred. Is, is kind of the level of it, um, and you know the the fact that you could then, particularly if you've got a, a, a library as well, you could you know
0: you've already got games there then haven't you?
1: Yeah, so like you know if you if you want to play Fall Order for example, this this is a way to play playing Fall in Order as you go out and about would be really cool. Um, cool. So yeah, so it is really appealing. I think the challenge for me is not necessarily the hardware or, or the software. It's more going to be, do I really need this? And uh, given that I already have a Switch and I'm not using it at the moment very much because I'm not going out and about um, work-wise, is it probably better for me to just focus on um, sort of at-home console gaming rather than having something I can take with me?
0: I think for us it's the choice, though, isn't it, Alex? It's nice to be able to have this for this and this. And I think, you know, for us... Uh, of our advanced age and mm-hmm. financial status mm-hmm. we can afford to do that yes. there are some people who might this might be their only device but it's a brilliant device to have
1: yes well that's that's the other part of it that that's quite impressive is that you could use this docked as a pc um yeah which you know it, you
0: could run windows on it can't you
1: you can but it, it runs it runs a Linux version um, uh, Linux operating system as standard right. but you can you can double um, uh, dual boot it to windows right, if yeah. you choose to and and I think the thing is realistically the wow. type of people that will dock it will probably be the ones that only need to use um, things in a web browser anyway in which case there's no point having Windows you might as well just say where yeah. you are it's, it'll be it'll be uh, No different than having a chromebook um from a from a usability point of view so yeah so it's a really intriguing device and and i think that's what what's kind of tempting me at the moment um but there is a part of me like a little conscience on my shoulder probably my wife actually saying yeah i was gonna say saying you
0: don't need this does this this little conscience have red hair (laughs) she
1: might she might do yeah. yeah
0: um I, I remember the the release of the Steam Deck. I was actually uh, on a gentleman's weekend away in a, in a, by the beach mm-hmm. uh, in a little chalet with very little power oh, wow. uh, and very, very bad 3G. And I remember having quite a few pints uh, next to our barbecue on the beach and then going for a quick um, constitutional in the toilet and thinking, oh, no, I'll order a Steam Deck on my phone on very poor 3G. Right. And I successfully pre-ordered a Steam Deck. Oh, wow. The highest... The high one, the seven hundred quid one. All oh, right, six nine nine one. Uh, and then waking up the next morning and seeing the email confirmation from Valve and also all the tweets of people saying how hard it was to pre-order. <laughs> and I thought how hilarious that I could do it. Uh, a bit one over the eight with a phone with dodgy three G uh, out on the coast. And You and managed to do it anyway. So had buyer's guilt and complete. And then very very quickly cancelled my pre-order because yeah, that would be divorce. Um, <laughs> So but I think I again it's another device I look forward to seeing how it develops. I mean for instance you they could do uh, I'm thinking science fiction here but what if valve released their own monitor mm-hmm. which has its own built-in upscaling kit so when you dock your um, device into it it upscales it for you right or it, it pro like much like the the external box for the PlayStation VR which which handles the the, the dual frame, uh, processing in, your, in both your eyes. Perhaps they could do something in a monitor like VSync, but mm-hmm. for the, the, the Valve Deck, it's called the Valve Steam Deck. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. they would be interested to see how it goes. Now, also, if you do get it, and I'm, I know you always talk you out of it, um, <laughs> uh, if you do get it, I'd be interested to see how it works and see how what sort of quality there Especially if you if you play like a like Doom, like, quite an intense, graphically intensive, quick. Lots of particles, lots of explosions, sort of game. Yeah. on the device. I think, I but th- also it'll be interesting to see how the battery lasts as well.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think I think battery life is going to be a big challenge for it. Um, I mean, there are other like PC equivalents of this that have been yeah. made by ch- Chinese manufacturers before, um, and and basically the g- the gist of it is, you know, if you're playing a uh, AAA game uh top settings, you know, you get an hour if you're lucky. Um, right. I, I think if they're if they're good, they they might be able to get a couple of hours out of it. Um, yeah. I think what's more interesting to me, and this is 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 is, is I think this might you no know, open up um, the uh, PC gaming sort of uh, ecosystem a bit more than it is now, because currently, you know, everything is Windows based. And one yeah. of the interesting things about this is Valve have doubled down on um, the Linux um, version and they basically said emulation is is so good now that we can run a Windows game in, in Linux and with a little bit of tweak from the developers, you know, you won't know and it won't be. You know. And I think that that's something that's quite interesting because I think if if this does well, it means that you may end up with um, uh, Steam looking at this and saying, "Hey, you know the Steam Steam PCs that we tried to do, well, Steam boxes. yeah, Steam boxes. We, yeah. well, you know what, well, we we can always re re revisit them and give them uh, capabilities to do uh, 4K, and then you know they, they're back again. But the thing is, now they have the ecosystem and the, the software support that they didn't have before." Um, so yeah, so it could be really interesting. It might be like they have another bite of of creating the kind their own of console. console. Market, really, um, yeah. probably a bit late, really, because I think Microsoft Play is, um, you know, it's not about the hardware. You can play whatever game you like, and I think I think they're gonna, you know, Valve could do that, but they're kind of more well, we'll, we'll give you it wherever you are. So I think I think I think. Um, yeah maybe that that play is a little bit late but i do think that in the um portable world there's there's definitely an opportunity for them
0: it's very exciting mm. it's a very exciting time for portable devices obviously yeah. um as as we uh move through time and you know uh, technology gets better we, we're going to see more of this portability being the way forward but I have a lot of portable devices historically uh, in my house now, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's probably enough a limit. But no, it's yeah. very exciting. So, looking forward, um, we have a long list here, Alex. We might have to it a little bit. But looking forward, what uh, what are you looking forward to in terms of gaming coming up? Um, uh, future games. So, yeah,
1: it. so I've got a few here. Um, uh, one of the ones I'm quite looking forward to at the moment is Guardians of the Galaxy um so that's that's quite an interesting um i think it was probably that action um is it is it
0: a single player narrative or is it one of these game single player single player right
1: yeah um but it's i i think it's going to be quite fun so there's you know there's missions to go on um you get the um sound you know the the soundtrack that you used to from guardians of the galaxy films you've got you know so it's and you've got the quips between the characters um it looks very similar to um the recent avengers game which has just come out yeah. on game pass but the thing is avengers uh, game just didn't really have much heart to it and i think also the gameplay wasn't particularly interesting whereas i think Ga- Guardians of the galaxy even if the gameplay is so-so i think that the characters and the the quips and and the music will probably pull it through anyway because people will enjoy playing that um and so I think I think it's 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 more um, compelling than than Avengers was. Um, I'm just not sure whether it's worth seventy quid or sixty quid that they're uh, charging. So. so is
0: it is it the same developer? I know idos Montreal are making the new Galaxy game. Yes, they also make the Avengers game. Because um, that that could the that that could be you know just having a different studio do it could make could make all the difference, couldn't it?
1: Yeah, um it's a good question. Um Avengers was Crystal Dynamics. Oh, Square, Square Enix isn't it? Square yeah. Enix did the Avengers game. No, no. So Crystal Dynamics did Avengers um yeah. and, and Square's doing um is doing Marvel. And I think probably they're doing a better job to be fair. But they they're arguably quite similar games. It's just that yeah. um Avengers is probably less story
0: led. Um and I think well, they, they wanted to push out oh, like Destiny like a game yeah exactly game, you know, and I just don't think that worked I think I think, and bit... I think the problem you have with that sort of game is of course as superheroes you want to be Hulk you don't want to be some yeah. and you can't have four Hulks in one game and whereas, whereas it works in games like Destiny and other games because they're all individual and you can tailor your own look Yes, it's a bit tricky with superheroes. So yeah, I think going down the single player narrative route is probably probably going to make it more successful. It's the
1: same reason that there's a new uh, DC uh, Batman game coming out, and it's oh, that That's White. the one, yeah, and that yeah. works because not every, you're not all playing Batman, and it's, it's that, So that it's it's very similar to that. In the, yeah. I think I think for the um, Guardians, there's such a. Um, Range of characters there, um, I th- so I think I think you know people will be very there's enough broad. Characters. Yeah, so I think that yeah. will work. I think that will work quite nicely. So yeah, so that's um, that's one of them. Forza Horizon Five is coming out on Xbox um,
0: now. It, now it, I'm trying to remember what because there's this this the current Forza they alternate between styles, do they? Ones like the open world ones, the more racy uh, ones. Is that right? Um, or is this more like yeah? Uh, so this
1: or? is the open world one. Um yeah. and. Uh, so this is this is you know less about the, the driving mechanics and more about just f- having fun with your mates, um, and, yeah. and pl- online, online play is a big part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean for 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 me, the, for, Forza Horizon is is uh, is just enjoyable standard. fun. It's the gold standard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and and it's on yeah. Game Pass as well, so that that's kind of it. It, it helps justify Game Pass for me. Um, yeah. and they're in Mexico this year the fact the fact is they did it's not that long since they brought out the uk version no uh, it's, it's a great game that. so which is really good um yeah. I still play that occasionally I yeah, me too. I think the Mexico version's bigger um the environments are also more diverse um so I do sure. think it's going to be more interesting to to play yeah so um yeah so I'm totally looking forward to that um the other ones I have are longer term so we've got forbidden West um on the uh Another playstation yeah um and i am i am i am looking forward to that <laughs> so, but but i'm also in two bides to whether to keep my playstation 5 i i love mm. my playstation 5 but i i play it for one or two games and i'm not sure that that's enough of a reason to justify keeping it but i don't want to sell it but part, no. but part of me wants to get, So I don't, I, I'm in well, two You might minds. be
0: able to sell it at a profit and buy yourself um, the high end Steam Deck. The other well, entry.
1: this is true. Yeah, this is very true. <laughs> also, I've got to a point where it, my TV area is getting really cluttered at the moment, and that that, um, that PlayStation 5 is massive. It's just. It's <laughs> big. Really big. So I don't know. I'm in two minds about that. Um, the other thing I'm is. I'm
0: sure you'll find lots of takers, Alex, for it, to be fair.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone want a ps 5? I think there'll be. Two grand? they Will be messaging me uh, exactly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I won't. yeah, you know, I wouldn't want to make too much money out of it. But like, I could sell it for six hundred quid. That seems yeah. fair. Um, anyway, yeah. um, the, the other one I'm looking for is longer term, which is Starfield. Um, I think Starfield will be good. That's an Xbox um, uh, so exclusive. a Bethesda game. Yeah, it is. So that's coming out. Um, oh, yeah. The other one is the Outer Limits too, um, which is is oh, I never finished Outer Limits. I enjoyed it it's though. really good um and there's also the dlc murder and gorgon, gorgon which is um is also quite good um again like i think the style they just nailed the style when they when they when they yeah. did it and i think that's why people like well can you do that again and they're like well we want to do something different like, no, no don't don't change anything just just give me new environments and new quips. You you don't have to do anything more to it. The game is fine. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Um. It's a bit of a grindy game. Like once you get to a certain yeah. point, you end up realizing it's not really very much different. But you don't really care because it's it's enjoyable enough. Killing all of the beasties and stuff, and uh, you go around trying to solve um, like a mystery or something. So that's so so that keeps it interesting enough. So
0: awesome. Um, I. I I've got some games down here but I've also quite looking forward to the stage when um Microsoft have managed to get uh Game Pass well XCloud available to play on my Xbox One X but at uh Series X quality.
1: Oh, Okay. Interesting. That
0: that I think that's their aim. Their aim is to get cuz they they've they're now using Xbox Series X devices as their cloud streamers. Oh, okay. Um but I don't know if, if yet they can stream at that sort of quality. Now I could uh, plug my Xbox One back in because I, I generally play my Xbox games on my Mac through XCloud mm-hmm. right, with a device like a controller attached to it. Mm-hmm. PlayStation One, ironically, um, and I quite like to go back to using it rather than my. I, I still think Safari doesn't cope very well with XCloud. Right, using it on a device that their you know their main aim is to stream it on PC and Xbox, whatever Xbox you've yes. got. Yes, yeah. Um, because that then means I don't have to buy a Series X, and I can just play those games. Yeah, I think I think that's a big dream. I think it's not yet achievable, um, with all this, you know, with with all the parameters that could go wrong with mm-hmm. that. But that would be really good. So, you know, I, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to uh, Chorus, which is another Xbox game. Which uh, the trailer looks really interesting. It's, it's a space flight combat shooter. Oh, okay. a, it, with a really cool narrative. And it looked a bit like a mixture of, uh, I don't know, uh, Elite and Star Wars and Destiny. It looks really cool. Oh, Uh, nice. Stylized. I'm very much looking forward to Sifu, not Situ, Sifu, which is another Kung Fu game from the people who made Absolver, which I I actually bought and really enjoyed um, because of its focus on the nearest you can get to in a video game of actually uh, a a really um, detailed quite tricky, trainable mm-hmm. um, fighting system that you can design your own fighting styles and so on, which I really liked in Absolver. And I'm wondering if Sifu is going to be similar in that respect. Mm-hmm. I like this interesting dynamic where you get older as you get more you, as you get older. As you get more damage, your body looks older. Right, I see. In the, in the game, and so you're weaker. Um, yes, I'm looking forward to uh, Horizon for the Midwest as well. It'll be an instant buy for me. Mm. Um, and you know, yes, uh, you know, any space game like Starfield, I'll want to play. Holding out big time for God of War: Ragnarok. Oh, I love the God of War games, and again, that might be a reason for you to keep hold of your PS5. Have you played the re- the previous one? No, not the previous, yet. The most recent God of War. No, it's amazing. Just it's an amazing game. It's worth playing if you, if you can get hold of it. I think it's okay. on. Um, it may even be on the you know the PlayStation. Um, you know, oh the on the back catalog
1: PS
0: yeah plus. yeah I know what you mean. yeah playstation now or playstation yeah. plus well, i might well, have game to give that a yeah yeah it's really good so if you you know if you still want to play something before you sell it that's a good one the god of mm-hmm. war game uh, and finally i'm quite interested by stray which is this game where you're a cat running around this robot world um okay as always alex it's time isn't it to play all these it um, is time yeah absolutely um, I generally play a lot of my games during my holidays when I'm when I'm not teaching. But uh, yeah, look, there's so much to look forward to. It's brilliant. Um, so I think we we've, we've talked quite a long time. I think we need to round it up there. Yeah. Um, and go through the usual the usual moves of knowing who we are. So I'm at John Priara Evans on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Alex is at Alex Hansford. Uh, and then you can also find us at Play Pause Turn on Twitter. Um. Keep an eye out uh, over the next couple of weeks because I think um, again it's hard to know uh, when you're listening to this, but um, you, it may have already happened. But we're we're going to be or have done um, a June original June Watch along. Um, we might do some more of those over time. Uh, but keep an eye on our Twitter feed and um, uh, how we how we coped with that, the technology and how, how we enjoyed watching it. Uh, you can also find us at, uh, at um, Playporthurn show on the internet. Uh, for all, if you listen to your podcast through an internet page, which is weird, but there you mm-hmm. go. Um, uh, anything else to add, Alex? No,
1: I think um, apart from that, I think Bond is coming on soon,
0: so uh, yes, oh, we, we, yeah,
1: we'll probably have a Bond podcast as well. So,
0: uh, yes, we'll get Bobby on for, for the clothes. Yes, well. absolutely. Awesome. This has been Play Paul's turn, and thank you for listening. <laughs>